It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Hello and welcome to the Ball Talk Podcast. It is currently Tuesday, August third, at two thirty-five p.m. Danish time, and that makes it eight thirty-five Eastern Standard Time. It's, it's such a big change from the beginning when John was just picking random times of the day to guess what was the time in Montreal. Hey. Yeah, absolutely 8.35 in the morning here. Lovely, lovely, nice, chilly morning here in Quebec. I, I, I have learned. I'm not always, you know, at some point, you just got to sit down and learn what, <laughs> and learn how to subtract six from the time. <laughs> um, excuse me. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today, brother? You know who it is. I'm doing well, man. It's a, I love our early morning recording sessions. It's always a good time to get up. And especially today, uh, we got something special, so I'm ready to go. NBA free agency kicked off, but I know we got something else to talk about. John, you want to let the people know what we got going on? Yeah, we're definitely not ready to talk about NBA free agency because I just, I'm not someone who likes talking about something that's not fully baked. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give you half-baked meat. You know, like if I'm if I'm cooking chicken and I give it to you and it's half cooked, you're going to get salmonella. Yeah. And that's nasty. So I'm not going to give you guys salmonella. We I'm going to give you something that's actually cooking. Mm-hmm. And you know what's been cooking? Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? It's not the XFL. The NFL is back, baby. Woo! Training camps have started. Everything's getting back to normal. COVID is just as annoying as it always was, but it's <laughs> annoying. It's not a mess anymore so that's really nice mm-hmm. i mean it's still messy but not you now you know you know we know what's going on yeah we're super excited for this for this season train we're super excited for this season to get started mm-hmm. i cannot wait i cannot wait i'm loving all the stories i'm loving all the energy coming from my tennessee titans what is let's it? let's get it started but two days from today we will see professional football players playing a professional football game it is the Hall of Fame game, so it will not feature anyone, I don't think, that's actually going to make an NFL roster. <laughs> but hey, we're going to have the Dallas Cowboys against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's going to be a very exciting game. Dak Prescott already said he's not going to play, but hey, maybe we'll see slim down Ezekiel Elliott. Let's see if uh, we can get some nice Mason Rudolph time. Ooh. Is he still He's still on Pittsburgh? It's, yeah, he's still there. It's still so that whole That whole thing was so funny to me. Hey, maybe we'll see Jordan Berry just absolutely slaughter some balls with his feet. That would be awesome. Because that boy can smack a ball. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, oh, man. Very excited to watch some some nice American football. Very excited <laughs> to call it football again. Um, <laughs> annoying part about Denmark. People will say football and, like, when they're talking about them. Because, okay, like, people will ask me about America and they'll say stuff. They'll say football. And I'll be like, for what? I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they'll say football, and I have to look at them, and I'll, I'll do the, I'll do a hand throw, and then I'll point at my feet, and I'll do like a little kick, <laughs> and they they go soccer, and I'm like, dude, I tried to not make you have to say the word, like, come on, yeah. Yeah. trying to help they you. They hate here. saying soccer over there. They but, think soccer is like, literally, you're talking to a four year old. Like, that's, that's exactly. So I'm like, hey, you don't need to say it. You don't need to say it. Just point at your feet. Just point at your feet, and they still say it. I'm like, come on, now you make me feel bad. I make you say mm-hmm. the, I make you say the no no word. Um, <laughs> yeah, and what better. Is- Mm-hmm. It is American football. <laughs> it's American football. But yeah. Um, where, where better to start with a great discussion about American football than with uh, the reigning MVP and his team, mm-hmm. Jeopardy star host Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have finally figured out a, uh, a plan for this season. 
Mm-hmm. It looks like it'll be the last season for these two and probably for a couple of the other guys. It just sounds very, very messy. Um, the last dance imagery has been going crazy. It started with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posting, <laughs> posting the same story on Instagram, <laughs> which was so awesome because Aaron Rodgers is like 40. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a grown man going on Instagram, posting matching stories with his receivers. Yeah. And, then, and then everyone else on the team starts posting pictures of people from from the Chicago Bulls team. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is this is the kind of drama that we need it that we need in the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean this Green Bay Packers situation, the, the dubbed now, I think the people are starting to call it the last chance for for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's been honestly such an exciting saga that that all came to just now we're gonna watch Aaron Rodgers just cryptic Instagram stories and that's how we're gonna learn about the biggest NFL news of the entire season. Is <laughs> the MVP playing or not? As soon as those stories dropped, they became like the most talked about thing on Twitter for the next like twelve to twenty four hours. And you're right. Th- one of the funnier parts, because Devontae and Aaron Rodgers got a lot of love and a lot of publicity for their, their matching Jordan and Pippen stories, but you're right. The rest of the team started posting pictures of the rest of the, the Bulls guys, and they're just, like, filling out roles on the team. And I thought that was the most funny about, like, who decided that they were going to be Dennis and who was going to be Steve Kerr and stuff like that. <laughs> it was just a, a very exciting time. But, yeah, I mean, MVP Aaron Rodgers, we we wrote these notes, so I wrote my notes a little bit before they had decided this. But, yeah, it's officially official back with the Packers at least for the season he seems fully locked in ready to go which I think is something I want to highlight right off the top is just like the professionalism that he's kind of carried throughout this entire thing is like he has been subtweeted and talked smack on by so many different news outlets and media personalities and within his own organization his front office is general manager Mark Murphy Gutekunst to come out throughout the offseason just be like yeah you know we're trying our hardest Aaron just doesn't mm. want to talk to us he's he's not picking up the phone calls uh, mm. we don't know if he wants to play football anymore and Aaron Rodgers comes back and every time we see him he looks like he's literally ready to go win four more MVPs in a row so <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers coming back this season and then two days he's there on the first day of training camp the second day he's fully locked in ready to go and he's hasn't said one bad thing about the Packers until he got back and signed a deal with the team. I think it just shows the state of we expect in the NFL and in professional sports athletes to hold in such a high regard, and then their franchises could come out and kind of do and say whatever they want through reporters. I think Aaron Rodgers has been an incredible example of just keeping your head high, keeping shoulders up through all the dirt and the sludge and the garbage that they put you through and then you come out in your first press conference and you know uh yeah green bay is not the base, greatest vacation destination i think guys are coming here to play with me a little bit more than they're coming to green bay it was just a uh, beautiful to see from aaron to keep his his confidence through it all and his his mentality of just you know what i'm a professional athlete i'm going to come out here and do what i need to do i i've been loving the, everything that aaron Rodgers has been doing it's really just been mm-hmm. such a show yeah, he's not. He's just not playing. He's not playing the games. They come out. They say, "Oh, he's a complicated." The Green Bay front office is like, "Oh, he's a complicated person." You know, they're like kind of just like you know, it is what it is. They're just kind of dodging it, trying to make it seem like it's Aaron's problem. And he's just like, "I just want to know what's happening." <laughs> Throughout this entire, that's like the the key issue here is you have the MVP, reigning MVP. At, what is he? Thirty eight. <laughs> yeah. Going to turn into his age thirty eight season. Going into his age thirty eight season, he just won MVP at thirty seven. He still is the best quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. 
with Patrick Mahomes right there. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, whatever, I'm not going to do that. Tommy's in the discussion. That's another day. You got <laughs> one of the best QBs in football at one of the best times, at, at probably the golden age of quarterback of football quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Just tell him what you're doing. <laughs> Just talk to him a little bit. Like, like, do you not think he's a genius? Like, like he's... That's... <sighs> He's mm-hmm. just he he, you don't become a good quarterback just by having a big arm. Yeah, like l- look at Drew Locke. Like I love Drew Locke. I love Drew Locke. Anyone who knows mm-hmm. he knows I love Drew Locke. I love his swagger. I love his attitude. I love I, dude. Dude is you know built like a QB, mm-hmm. built like a star QB. Does not play like one. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I believe in the lock. I don't believe that the lock will ever be as good as Aaron Rodgers, but I believe in the lock. But I have to say is football isn't played by measures and numbers. It's it's such a cerebral game from the quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a level of this guy probably understands everything that's going on, at yeah. least on offense, at least on offense and the other team's defense. If you want to say we're going to run our own defense and stuff, fine. But at least talk to him before you draft offensive players. <laughs> hey, yeah. we got pick number thirty. We're looking. Uh, you know, here's the here's what our board is looking like. Here are some of the receivers we're looking at. We might go to a defensive player if we can't get one of these guys. Uh, is there anyone that you think we're not looking at hard enough? Um, you know, oh, we're looking at maybe drafting a QB. You know, just like you when you uh, when drafted you, Brett Favre was thirty-five. You're thirty-five. Even if you know you go and play until you're forty, we still want someone that shows up and gets to learn from you because you're so amazing and smart and great. And just you know, give him a little yeah. bit of love, and then you know, like, yeah, and then draft Jordan Love. You know, like. Mm-hmm. But don't don't pull that out from under him. Like let him know it's not hard to communicate. What's the uh, what's the number one thing that they say in every relationship in every relationship book, every book on how to have, on uh, on healthy on uh, healthy relationships? Communication is all key. about communication. Communication is key. And I just mm-hmm. don't get this. I don't get this weird thing in the NFL they have right now, where a lot of these these organizations they just don't believe in it. Yeah, they don't believe in communicating. They don't believe in building this relationship with their star players. It's like if it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, there's no position other than hockey goalie that has as big enough impact on winning as NFL QB. Yeah, hundred. Well, maybe a pitcher, but but even a pitcher isn't playing every single game. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about, we could go into the detail, into that, into that a lot. But even that, like for a QB. A good QB also just they don't vary as much as a good goalie. Like look at mm-hmm. Carey Price this season and how he was pretty average all year, amazing for three rounds of the playoffs, and then pretty average in the finals. Yeah, it's QBs that are elite are elite every single day. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is elite every single day. Aaron Rodgers is elite every single day. Tom Brady is elite every single day. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, they're, they're all elite every single day. That instantly will get like, I don't get why you don't just value that above all else. Yeah. Why is this not just, I'm going to take care of this relationship and make sure that they are as happy as possible? Because even if, if they start to fall off physically, I can have them train the next guy. Mm-hmm. I can have them get the next guy ready. Yeah. Just an just, embarrassment, in my opinion, to not... It's just, not embarrassment. It's just such old school thinking that mm-hmm. needs to be phased out. Yeah. And I think part of this, it's a good discussion. And I'll put it to you now before we, we keep going is... One of the things that makes the Packers so unique as a franchise is that they don't have an actual owner. Like all all sports teams, every franchise has an owner at the top, at the head of the 
team who in theory gets to make all the decisions and any decision gets run by him and if anything's going wrong or anyone has a problem that's the person at the tippity top that you go to when you don't know who else to talk to the packers don't have that they're a fan-based owned they have something like 5.8 million investors who own the team and so whenever they have their their annual shareholders meeting that was i think last monday it's just like 40,000 people that gather outside Lambeau Field and then Mark Mur- and they have just a press conference and they go outside and, and Mark Murphy and Gudekunz go out there and they say go pack go and everyone cheers and then they post their, their profits and losses sheet and everyone sees that they made $150 million in investments over the last year during COVID That's awesome. and, it's, That's awesome. and everyone cheers and then they just go away. And they go back into Lambeau and they get to do whatever they want. And I think that's what makes this Aaron Rodgers situation so much more unique is that there's no one really holding the front office accountable for anything that they do or want to do towards Aaron Rodgers. Like they are just in charge of this entire, one of the most, if not the most storied sports franchises, at least football franchise in the NFL. And literally a Mount Rushmore quarterback. Meanwhile, you got two random dudes, not random dudes, obviously highly qualified general managers, organizers of their teams, so they know what they're doing. But for them to be put in charge solely of Aaron Rodgers and his future and just repeatedly tell him, like, you know what, now we'll take care of it. We Don't worry about it. We got this. We're going to trust Matt LaFleur to make in-game decisions over our 15-year quarterback. We're going to trust ourselves to make our own draft picks and our own cuts, even though Aaron Rodgers comes to us the day before and says, yeah, Jay Kumro is our second-best wide receiver in training camp right now. I'd really love if he's on our team. Yeah, we're going to cut him the day after. And the Jordan Love pick, I mean, Aaron's come out time and again and said, like, it's never been about Jordan Love. It's obviously they want to make their pick, they want to make their pick. But like you Mm -hmm. said, it's just the consultation. It's the complete lack of of any type of just like, hey, Aaron, what do you you think we should do? Because at the end of the day, it's something that he's always said, even now, like, almost 17 years with this team, he keeps just saying, like, I just want a seat at the table. He doesn't say he wants to make the decisions. He's not like, yeah, I want to be the guy who picks every single guy on our offensive roster. All 28 guys who play offense have to be selected by me. That's that's never been what Aaron Rodgers wanted to do. All he wants is like, hey, you know what? This guy should be on our team. I think he's very good. Let's try to keep him here. Or, hey, this guy's not really working that hard. Maybe you should move him. Or, hey, this guy's not getting a lot of media attention, but I think he's a really exciting prospect. Maybe you should look into him. So for him to to get the the restructure finally done so where he should be able to opt out next year if he wants to or they could trade him, and then they'll have to deal with whatever trades they want to make. But they got the Randall Cobb trade done, which is clearly something Aaron Rodgers wanted. So at least Randall's back. But, hey, this is a, a very interesting saga with Aaron Rodgers, which even though he's back with them this season with the training camp, don't get me wrong, nowhere near done. This whole mm-hmm. season is going to just be like, Aaron, hey, you, you want to resign? You coming back? We can give you all the money in the world. You want to stay here? You want to just retire a Packer, buddy? You like your Aston Martin golf cart, buddy? <laughs> you want to just stay here? And so I think it's uh, it's going to be every single week, every single day, press conference, Aaron Rodgers, hey, are you staying? Are you going? Mm-hmm. Are you staying? Are you going? It's going to get long. It's going to be very annoying to see in the media, but I can't wait to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers this season. I think he's coming out on a revenge tour anyway. I, that was what I wanted to perfect transition to the end. I want to know, like, do you think, like you said, you think it's going to be a revenge tour, but I'm wondering if this is going to be more of a business season for him. Mm. I, I don't, I mean, 
after the Jordan Love pick, he he had an amazing season. He he yeah. he felt that fire, and he was like, "All right, you guys are not getting away with this." <laughs> What's going to happen from this season? Is this season going to be a hey? Like, is this season going to be another fire under his butt season, or is this going to be a I need to go solidify my legacy by winning a title somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a Maybe I don't make that run. Maybe I see that, oh, there's an open. I could totally get to the sideline right there, but um, I might get hit. Yeah, let me just Maybe throw this all the way. Oh, these, this is a so, blitz. I don't, eh, let me just chuck that. Yeah, Aaron Jones, you could take this one. Aaron, just, you know, maybe we're running. I think they, I have the stat over here. I think they threw it 57% of plays, if I, if I remember right. I'm going to look for that stat really quick. It's probably pretty high for the NFL. Well, yeah, the Packers passed the ball 56.1% of the time on early downs in neutral situations last year, which ranked eighth lead wide. Mm-hmm. Maybe we see a little more uh, <laughs> more running. Maybe you see that number go down to like 40. Mm-hmm. Maybe we I see guess. that be like a lo- nice low number, maybe like 28th in the league. You got, mm-hmm. you got all their running backs doing the work, a lot of play actions. Yeah. Not a lot of risky plays. Oh, like I could like try to you know scramble on this. I don't really think I'm gonna scramble right now, mm-hmm. just because like if he gets hurt, like, I you know obviously. Yeah. But uh, that's what I'm gonna be rare. excited to look for this season is what kind of a player Aaron Rodgers is gonna be. And the same thing goes for Devonte Adams, who was yeah. very frustrated. Is he about to be diving? Is he about to be going hard for those yards after catch? Is he gonna be yakking them up? Or is he going to be like, eh, I could just fall. Let me just, eh, I'm going to go, let me take a nap. Let me, like, let me lay just, down really quick. Let me just backpedal out of bounds right here. Hand the ball okay. to the referee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not into the, I'm not in this play. Let me just, like, jog it. Mm-hmm. No, is, I think. I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. exciting to see. And I do think that how this entire team, so many of them are in this last dance mood. How, how this entire team performs is going to be based on, Aaron Rodgers and all the last dance imagery to tie it back to the start gives me the belief that he's looking at this as I'm going to go win a title, leave these guys and go win a title somewhere else. Yeah. And that would be awesome. That would, that that wouldn't, Mm -hmm. obviously there's no supplanting Brady as the goat, but if Aaron Rodgers wins a title this year, goes somewhere else and wins another title. I, I, I might, that might make him number two in my book. Yeah, he goes into that top three 100% if he's not already there for you. But yeah, I mean, definitely I think throughout this, decision, throughout this season we could, we could see some more business decisions from Aaron Rodgers and the pack. And I, I'd be excited to see a, a Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur press conference about halfway through the year that come out after a game and be like, you know what, Aaron Rodgers, he's calling a lot of, a lot of audibles on the first couple downs to run plays. You know, you know, we're not calling those plays. That's Aaron Rodgers out there just deciding that one. So I, that's why Aaron Jones is getting 25 touches a night. And hey, to be, to be fair, Aaron Jones is a very, very good running back. He is. Like I don't think he, they would be very upset with him getting a lot of touches, especially mm-hmm. against poor run defense teams. Obviously, the schedule is going to be what it is, and they're going to have to play a lot of teams. And a lot of teams are going to be coming out the Packers. They're a team that doesn't doesn't make themselves very very easy to play against. They're a very hateable team and franchise, and a lot of teams love playing against the Packers because there's nothing better than going into Lambeau Field in front of that crowd and just shutting every single one of those cheese heads up, which is one of the best feelings in the NFL. So that's what everybody tries to do when they get to Lambeau. I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously going all out this season. Like I said at the top, he's one of the more professional guys in the NFL. Now that he's with the team, I think he's going to be fully committed, locked in. 
but I do agree that there's there should be some times throughout the season where you should take a look at the situation and just mm. take a take a couple zooms out, you know, take a take a scroll out on the old brain memory wheel and be like, hey, we could run this like it was 2009, or we could just throw it into the dirt. And if we throw it into the dirt, then we get another play. So let's just get the other play. Because at, mm. at the end of the day, for Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, this this looks like it'll be his last year with the Green Bay Packers, but this by no means does he want to play his last year of football right now. Mm-hmm. So he should be looking for teams of free agency. He should be looking at trades, and there's going to be so much talk throughout the season, so much recruitment, and so much so many cuts. I think from this training camp that are going to happen because teams are like, okay, well now if we got a shot at Aaron Rodgers, somebody who might be making a little bit of money next year. Oh, we might not need you because we'll just draft a rookie to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be interested to see which teams are positioning themselves for this Aaron Rodgers free agency because especially in the NFL, you can in the NFL you can kind of just make money happen. It's really yeah. I, I I'm I am so you know I, I like to consider myself not a CBA guru of the NBA, mm-hmm. but I am definitely more advanced with the NBA CBA than like most people that follow the NBA. Probably I refuse to try to even learn. I refuse to try to learn the NFL CBA. That stuff makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to turn everything into a signing bonus, and it's going to give us savings now, and all the money's gone, and uh, everything's not guaranteed. I don't get it. It's yeah. crazy. I love it. Cap space is made up in the NFL. Completely made up. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering which teams are going to be the ones that are going to be making this run at Aaron Rodgers. I, I, there was a lot of talk about the Bears. I would love that. We don't want, I don't want to jump into the trades yet. Yeah, not yet. Or the free or the moves. That's definitely like an end of season thing. Once we see how this is going, yeah. I wonder how bad if Aaron Rodgers is throwing it. I wonder if the Packers trade him. I also wonder if Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing it. If the Packers trade him, if they get a good enough offer, if someone comes out like someone comes out and offers them something, I wonder if they take it. Like, what if? uh, No, I'm not going to say that on air. Um, (laughs) But I, 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 no, I think definitely if there's a team that's like. One and one and nine, one and seven before the trade deadline, and it's like okay, their first round pick is like definitely going to be top five, and we're like okay, we'll throw you a first this year, first to two years, a first in four years, and like here's a couple of defensive players. Please give me Aaron Rodgers right now. Hmm. Something that they're going to have to think about. Cause... I would trade number one. I would trade. Number, I would trade Trevor Lawrence for Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, not not with the Jaguars roster, just like in a vacuum. Yeah, like in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, I would trade Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor, all those guys for Aaron Rodgers. There's no, Mm. in the NFL, there's no guarantees. Yeah. Especially in such a hard hitting contact sport. That that's why I get what the Rams do when they're always trading their first round picks. There's no guarantees in the NFL. Yes. Mm. These cost controlled contracts are great, but one bad hit and this dude is done. Yeah. Like look at Joe Burrow who got what he got to play one game, two games Mm -hmm. out. Now he's going to come back, and I know he's coming back hard. Joe Burrow is someone I believe in. I got him down for comeback player of the year. I, I have to check the MVP odds. I may, I might, uh, I might hedge my bets and put a dollar on that. I love the, I love those one dollar bets on like the ridiculous odds. They're the most fun for me. I have a yeah. dollar on the Atlanta Falcons winning the Super Bowl. Not happening. <laughs> it was before the Julio Jones trade. I was like really kind of like this could be really funny. Uh, you know, I wanted to pull a Chaz Jurgens and put some money yes, on the Phoenix sir. Suns going all the way. I am not as good at that as that as he is. I will own that. Um, all I have to say, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I Aaron Rodgers' value cannot be understated. Just what he's going to bring to your team for at least the next three years, mm-hmm. and probably more. I mean, look at Aaron, look at how long Tom Brady is going. Aaron Rodgers takes care of his body just the same. Not 
through the yeah. TB12 method. Though that stuff is secret locked up in the vault. But yeah, uh, that's different. Aaron Rodgers takes care of himself. This isn't uh, Ben Roethlisberger where you know he's showing up and looking a little chunky. <laughs> and yeah, you're worried about his conditioning. Like Aaron Rodgers is someone that I could totally just see keep going until he gets a bad hit. Like that's the only yeah. thing I'm worried about for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think his arm his arm looks amazing. His body looks like he's in yeah. great shape. I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers anytime in the future. Absolutely. I think this summer was a, a clear indicator of how how Aaron Rodgers does train and keep himself in shape because throughout the whole summer, the Packers are just like, we don't, we can't get a hold of this guy. We don't know where he is. The only things we see of him, he's just like in waterfalls in Hawaii, playing playing the ukulele, just singing Taylor Swift with his wife and with his friends. And, mm. and then he comes back and first time we really see him is at the match with Tom Brady and Mickelson and DeChambeau. And this guy looks absolutely yoked. Mm. Shows up to Packers training camp and he's throwing... 80 yard bombs it's like okay so Aaron Rodgers is still in the greatest football shape of his life meanwhile Ben Roethlisberger is showing up to Steelers training camp in a t-shirt that says different while looking the exact same as he has for the last five years so I don't know what that is about yeah I mean hey (laughs) Ben Ben Roethlisberger is one of a kind yeah let's keep it moving yeah let's keep it moving I was gonna say let's let's keep it moving um I quickly want to mention another guy on the Packers who's upcoming free agency Devontae Adams Mm. We don't need to take too long because we de- definitely did talk about the pack for a long time. But Devontae has come out and said multiple times he wants to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. He believes that he is top three wide receiver in the NFL and it's not two or three. So Devontae Adams definitely knows where, where he stands. And there's a lot of guys who say that type of stuff, but he is most definitely going to get paid mm. next offseason. And if the Packers aren't willing to do it, or if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be back, it's not going to be in Green Bay. So for him to go into free agency or go into this season with an upcoming free agency, I think, yes, there's a certain, like, do we just mail it in because Aaron doesn't care? But it's also like he has to go get a bag. Mm. And for him to assert himself as a number one receiver and get a bag, he is going to go crazy this year. I'm just very, very excited to see what Devontae Adams can do, especially now that the Green Bay Packers have a few more weapons around him so you can't just triple cover him. Yeah, that was the worst thing about watching. I always forget. It was it the conference championship, the NFC conference championship yeah. game. Yeah, I always get. I'm bad for that stuff. I'm bad for names. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, what they just doubled up or tripled up Devontae Adams every time and said, "All right, Aaron, throw it to anybody else," and then yeah. everybody else missed every single catch. Mm-hmm. I have. It was just ridiculous to watch. I could not believe what I was watching. So having, hopefully having at least someone else to throw the ball to will help Devontae Adams get open a little more and get a few extra catches and really show off why he might yeah. be the best receiver in football. Not that I believe that, but yeah. I do and think I'll... he is one of the best. It's just hard to, it's hard to pick a number one. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers and all the cheeseheads. It's always so much fun. I've never had a bad time talking about Aaron Rodgers. He might actually be one of my, my favorite player in the entire NFL. Um, <laughs> He's a lot of fun. He is. He is. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we need to talk about Deshaun Watson, and that's just hasn't been fun for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I let's let's not go forever on this one. Uh, it sounds like he's going to play to play this season for the Texans. From what I've gathered, he probably will not get put on the. Com- he was. It sounded like he wasn't going to get put on the commissioner's exempt list, and then criminal charges were brought forward against him. Yeah. It was. 10 women that brought forward these criminal charges. Two of those were not part of the civil case, which just makes the optics even that were already bad, just so much worse. And I, I don't want to dive into all that. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's just, it's, it's just such a messy situation. And obviously if he did 
commit yeah. these horrible atrocities. He needs to be gone, obviously. Get him out of the league. Get him into jail. Get him into jail. <laughs> if he's committing these <laughs> heinous actions, he needs to go to jail. But of course, you know, innocent until proven guilty. You can have a fair trial, mm-hmm. fair jury, follow all the laws and the standards of the law to, to yeah. the T, I hope. And, you know, I hope that there's nothing, you know, I, we've mentioned it a lot with, you know, just like taking, you know, going to civil court for this, going to criminal court is going to be very serious. There will be a police investigation. Mm-hmm. And I like to believe that the police will be, you know, Im- impartial in their investigation and follow all the necessary procedures. Yeah. Um, but he showed up to camp. Uh, I don't think he actually played. I think he just showed up. Yeah, because he showed he, up and took he, off his Texans jersey before he stepped in the facility. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gets fined like $80,000 if he doesn't show up. So mm-hmm. it sounded like he was going to show up no matter what. He doesn't have to practice. He just has to be there. Yeah. So I guess he'll be there for the next few days. I think both sides are happy with him not really playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no one is going to trade for him. I, got, I, I was spoilers. No, I, I don't think there's any way that anyone trades for him. Yeah, no, I mean, like... Like you said with Deshaun, we'll get we'll get through this quickly. He's going going to be going to court at some point. If he's found guilty, get him out of the league, get him into prison. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrific accusations. So if any of this is found, even if just one is true, mm-hmm. everyone else is just jumping on the bandwagon. Go to prison. Still mm-hmm. completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Should never be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed back in the league. Mm-hmm. Until that is the case. He is technically still allowed to play football. Mm. Most likely, well, most likely, definitely not going to play for the Houston Texans. I don't think there's a I, shot. I don't think there's a shot he plays on the field. He I seems don't know. to be absolutely unwilling to play for them. He doesn't want to step for, like, he just doesn't want to be a Houston Texan. I, I've heard, I thought that too, but I mean, you just have to look around and, like, there's a certain level of like, he's not going to get put on the exempt list. I mean, he might actually, he wasn't going to get put on it when it was only civil charges. Now that there are criminal charges, that kind of changes everything. Mm-hmm. See, that, there's where I was going to say is that for the commissioner's exempt list, and this is something I've been reading a lot into recently, is that he's not on the list yet. And that's not that out of common. Mm-hmm. Like normally the exempt list isn't really officially official until the season starts. And as we're still kind of in training camp and preseason, and there's still more developments coming out about his situation, it's not fully surprising that he's not on this exempt list yet. But I honestly fully expect him to be on the exempt list before week one. That's why I don't think, even if he isn't on the list, I don't think he'll play. But I do think that Roger Goodell is going to put him on that commissioner exempt list. And if he doesn't, I mean, he has a court date set for February 2022. Mm. And the reason it's set for then is so that if he wanted to, or if a team wanted to, he could play for them this season. Mm. I don't think it'll be Houston. I don't think anyone's going to trade for him with the potentiality of him literally going to prison after the season. So it's more of just... Mm he's going to be put on that exempt list because he's not going to play anyway. And then he's going to go to court after the season. Whatever the situation is, will be dealt with. And then we'll be able to talk about it after that. But until that happens, Mm. I don't really expect to see Deshaun Watson playing an actual NFL game. Yeah. I I don't think there'll be any Deshaun Watson football this season, which. Sad to say, because he's literally in one of the most physically prime years of his career. Mm. One of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm. It's sad that we're not going to be able to see him play football, but given everything else around his situation right now, absolutely it's, understood and necessary. Yeah, absolutely necessary. Uh, you know, definitely needs. We definitely need to know. We don't want. We don't want any. We don't want a predator in the league. 
know, we already had we've already had uh, how many murderers in the league, and all the other uh, the NFL really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be a whole discussion in it, in and of itself. That uh, with the NFL's. Um, Whatever. We're not doing this right now. Not doing this. Yeah. I don't have the notes for that. I don't have all the stats. Moving another, on from this. Um, an- another tricky situation the NFL finds itself in. Thank you. COVID. COVID. Way to transition. <laughs> COVID. 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 Hope you like the voice crack right there. Mm-hmm. The NFL and COVID have been going through it, man. I don't even know where to start. I mean, okay. Positive or negative? Your, your call, Chaz. I mean, lots of players are tested positive, so it's definitely oh negative for Oh, God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. All right, we're starting with the negative, and then we'll go to the positive. We're going to end on a happy note, because yeah. then maybe we can talk about my Titans, and that's mm-hmm. going to make me really happy. Um, what is it with NFL players not getting vaccinated? I don't know. So much of the NBA got vaccinated. It was such a big deal about NBA players getting vaccinated when, um, was it Schroeder went on a German newspaper and outed LeBron and himself for not getting vaccinated. It was such a huge deal. Anyone that is not vaccinated in the NBA has been trying to keep it as quiet as possible. There is no one going out there and bragging about not being vaccinated. And then Cole Beasley is out here dropping rap songs about not being vaccinated. I'm like, dude, just shut up. Like... No yeah. offense, Cole Beasley. Like, but sh- mm-hmm. shut up. Like, I. Yeah. It, it, if, because, okay. I, there is no point in. Mm-hmm. You know, when COVID first started, I was of the mindset of why are we waiting for a vaccine? Like, let's just let's just go about this the you know natural way, and mm-hmm. we'll get sick, and our bodies will beat it, and the people that won't be able to beat it will sit and wait. You know, they'll have yes. they'll take all the precautions. They'll wait. Vaccines will be worked on. They'll get the vaccines when they're available. Herd immunity will be achieved. That that ship is gone. There's a vaccine now. Everyone's getting vaccinated. That's the program. If there is any issues with this vaccine, everyone has it. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, most people have the Pfizer or the Moderna. I got the Johnson Johnson. You know, mm-hmm. we're vaccinated on this podcast. So if you know, there's. All those, like the Pfizer, the Moderna, the AstraZeneca, they're all one style. The Johnson Johnson and a couple other ones are a different style. So mm-hmm. if there's a, an issue with either of the styles, the number one goal of the entire planet's scientist population will be fixing it. Because yeah. if this is like going to give you whatever, the entire planet will have it. The entire yeah. planet will have it. They will find a cure. Mm-hmm. They will find a cure because the entire planet's resources will be going towards it. Every billionaire, trillionaire, uh, you know, every like drug dealing kingpin, every everyone from drug dealing kingpins to the lowest of the the homeless will, has this. Will have a vaccine. Yes. Hopefully. There will be so much money invested in trying to fix whatever issues there are with it. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you want to sit there and you say, "I don't want to get vaccinated," okay, don't make it such a show. <laughs> Why are you so proud? Mm-hmm. Of not being vaccinated, I don't get that. Yeah, like you want you want to tell me that, okay, like you want to tell me people don't trust science. I I, I get it. There's people that believe the Earth is is flat. Mm-hmm. I will infinitely believe that people are stupid. Infinitely. Yeah. Why do you have to be so proud of it? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be like, look, like I don't want to do this. It's not for me. I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm I, I'm irreplaceable. 
Yeah. I don't want to do this. Everyone else can do it. I'm irreplaceable. We're going to have 91. We got 91 players on this roster. 90 of them will be vaccinated. I will mm-hmm. not be. Mm-hmm. Everyone else can go do it and give that herd immunity. I will not be part of it. And then he's going on. Uh, Cole Beasley's on Twitter saying like he'll do it if his wife gets a share or whatever. And then Mark Cuban subtweets him. Yeah, they pay a dividend. I'll buy you a share, bro. Love that, but it's just mm-hmm. why is there so much? The, the pride of it is the part that's just pushing my buttons, especially with so many coaches in the NFL having had cancer, yeah, being obese, having diabetes, having these health health yeah. risks. It's you're putting people's lives at risks risk every day in the NFL mm-hmm. in the NBA bubble. Lionel Hollins wasn't allowed to join because he was too old. Yeah, they didn't want to let certain coaches into the NBA bubbles because. They were too old. They weren't going to let Pop for a while. They weren't going to let Pop. They, they're, they're, they're like trying to not let, like, I get the NFL was a lot more chill with it. Mm-hmm. Nick Wright said it really well. <laughs> he can't send his daughter to school without a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. You can go play in the NFL without a vaccine. You get, you get restrictions. And if you break mm-hmm. them, you get fined. But if you want to, if you want to go put yourself through that, you don't need to get a vaccine. Yeah, And I, I like that business model. I don't like the idea of forcing people to do anything. I'm very against that. It's just not the way I think. Like, even if I think something is for the greater good, I don't like forcing people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, just, just be like, all right. And I'm going to work through these restrictions. I'm cool with it. You know, I'm cool yeah. with it. Be, be the champion of, I'm going to work through these. I'm going to follow every restriction. I'm going to be on top of it because I am against this vaccine. And yeah. I'm going to be super safe. Follow all these restrictions. Be the face of being safe. But that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you've got coaches like uh, you got coaches like 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 um, Which Bruce one? Arians that's coming out and is like I can't like I I could die like we're finding players if they aren't if they're breaking anything we're gonna you know we're doing all these issues like we're not I'm I could die if I get if I get COVID like I'm not doing this. Ron Rivera is pissed. Ron Rivera is mad. That was. <laughs> Because I think that even this week, like two more Washington football players tested positive for COVID or got put on the COVID list. Like there are so many guys being put on COVID list right now for the NFL season. Like the entire Vikings QB room, like shout out Kirk Cousins. Everyone's on the COVID list now. Had to go pick up a quarterback off of somebody else's for practice squad. Like Kellen, Kellen Mond is vaccinated and got COVID. Yeah. That's Mike Zimmer is losing his mind. I don't know if he's, he's losing, he is losing his, mind. his mind. I'm loving it. Like Kirk Cousins, you're not a good enough quarterback to do that. Like you're just yeah, not. Like, oh, like you didn't make the playoffs last. You didn't make the playoffs last year. Like I just, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They weren't particularly competitive last year for the playoffs. Even. No. Bye, Kirk. Sorry, yeah. you're not showing yeah. up. Like you're just not coming. You're not part of this anymore. Guess what? We're believing in Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose every game this season. Okay, sweet. We'll get a high draft pick. Like I'm not. We're not risking our team anymore for. Mm-hmm. A quarterback that isn't even top 10. A quarterback that isn't even top 15, maybe. I don't have a list in front of me of quarterbacks. But he's not enough of a needle mover at quarterback to be acting like this, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jay Jetta said it best, Justin Jefferson, throw the damn ball, Kirk. Because he Mm -hmm. honestly doesn't know what to do sometimes. But yeah, I mean, the NFL and COVID has been a, a problematic from the jump. Like you said, it it's so, so weird that so many players are so openly not only like anti-vaccine about getting the COVID shot, but just almost like it just allows for encouraging other players to do it and more and more guys to be like, oh, well, like if 
DeAndre Hopkins says he might retire from the NFL because he's not going to get the shot, then I don't think I need to get the shot because there's no way that they're going to let DeAndre Hopkins lead the league. And it's just for the the safety of, of the teams, of the players, and the NFL, I mean, to their credit, are making it really, really difficult to live life in the NFL unvaccinated. Like, they're making the way that teams can operate so much harder if players are unvaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you can't even go... Like, you're, live, you're living your life in a bubble if you're unvaccinated for the entire NFL season. You go to your house, you go to the practice facility, and then you go to the games, and that's it. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. That's all you do for the next nine months of the season. Try, on bye weeks, you have to stay mm-hmm. home. You have to stay in your home cities. On away weeks, you can only go to the hotel and to the game. You can't go visit family. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go do anything. You go if you're forced. If you're forced to miss a game, you're facing a fourteen thousand dollar fine. Anyone who misses a game unvaccinated is up to fourteen six hundred forty five dollars. They can be fined. Teams can forfeit games if they don't have enough players to go, or if their part of their team isn't ready to go. Like there are going to be a lot of situations where players are just. Being unvaccinated makes your life so much more difficult because even a vaccinated player who gets put on the COVID list, not subject to that $14,000 fine. They'll probably be fined, but not to the maximum amount. And they just need two, two negative tests and 24 hours apart to come back to the team. But if you go on the COVID list unvaccinated, that's 10 days minimum you're gone from the team. That's probably two games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's like 16% of your season that you're already not playing. And if you're one of the star players on your team, that's two losses that could put you out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So for you to not be able to, to get a shot for your team, and and there's a lot of guys, uh, an argument that I've heard a lot of and that I want to at least bring to the forefront is that a lot of these guys, to their credit, are some of the best athletes this world has ever seen. And when you're going to be that physically dominant, like these guys track everything that comes in and out of their body to a microbial level. All of their food, everything they drink, anything that goes in and out is monitored. And so if they don't have a trust or a respect for, for science and the vaccine, then that's a lot of the reasons of, look, guys, like, look, I know that it's good, but just for my body, I don't know if it's what I want to do. Get it in the off season. Get it when you have time to recover. Mm. Get it so that your rest of your team can be better. But when just so many doctors and other medical professionals have proven time and time again that you should get this, it's safe, it'll help you. It's just, especially with the way that Delta has been burning through unvaccinated people right now in the United States. Like the NFL announced at the end of last season they want to have full stadiums all of 2021. They are not on good pace for that right now. The way that people are catching COVID in the States, it is not looking good for them. And for NFL players, if they're going to have to deal with this Delta variant throughout the whole regular season, there's going to be a lot of guys missing games. And for them to be potentially forcing their team to forfeit games or find $15,000 every time they miss a day, it's going to be a very expensive process to just, or you could go get a vaccine and be good to go in two Mm -hmm. weeks. All right, you said a lot of really interesting stuff that I want to circle back to so many of it, okay. but we're going to take a one second break and then be back. All right, we're back. Um, sorry for the sorry for that little break, Chaz. I wanted to come back. There was a few things you talked about that I just need, we need to, I need to jump mm-hmm. back on. Yeah. You talked about, you know, oh, the NFL is making it such a pain to, 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 to you know, play unvaccinated. I, I'd actually argue they're really not. <laughs> mm. I would actually argue that, um, 
pretty pretty lenient, honestly, to play if you're not vaccinated. You're allowed to play. You know, you're allowed. They're not literally monitoring you at all times. They're like, you know, go to your home. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. You have to be safe. That's basically what we were living like in Canada until yeah. what? Like two months ago? Not even? Like, well, I mean, they're still going to have their daily tests and everything. And uh, It's not we rough were... at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, that's, that's, that, that was the reality of being a part of any educational institution this last year if you went to if you lived if you were at a college you had to get Mm -hmm. tested three plus times a week sometimes more sometimes less Mm -hmm. i think elijah was getting tested i think every day elijah had to spit in a uh in a little spittle thing and they test the sample for covid and then he got like regular covid tests once a week at his prep school there's there's that i feel like that's not horrible i feel Mm -hmm. like that's not horrible because quite frankly Look, the average NFL salary is $860,000. That's the median salary for all NFL players. Mm-hmm. It's a little over $2 million for uh, starters. And quite frankly, if you are not a starter and you are not vaccinated, you You're are gonna probably get getting cut. You are probably getting cut. You might be like a rookie, but short yeah. of that, you are getting cut. Like, there's just no... I mean, already. Why would they? Why? No way. There's no way an NFL team is going to be sitting there and being like, yeah, we're going to deal with this one player that isn't vaccinated. Because mm-hmm. on the potential, oh, yeah, there's the last player on our bench. We're just going to keep him. He's not vaccinated. We're going to keep him. So you're pretty much looking at $2 million to have to just for 19 weeks, 18 weeks, the week mm-hmm. before and then the 18 weeks of the season, not be able to like go out and party and do whatever you want. That sucks. It's $2 million. I would gladly do that. Mm-hmm. I would. I would gladly do that. Like that's totally cool for me. I'm. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get how you can complain about that. Like you have to be coming from such a place of just like privilege mm-hmm. to like even be like complain. Like you're making so many millions of dollars, dude. Yeah. Like people are yeah. p- people are homeless right now, and you have to stay in your home for a week for eighteen weeks. Oh no, really mm-hmm. sucks. I feel so bad for you. Like yes, it sucks. You're making two million dollars to play a game that children play. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing in the world. Like, they haven't made it completely terrible, but it's, it makes team activities a lot more annoying. Mm-hmm. And I think just part of what the NFL has done with these these implementations is it's forcing actual organizations to become down harder on players more than it comes down on the players individually. Like, mm. it's more of an encouragement for the, the rosters and stuff like that. Because like you mentioned, I mean, Brandon Bean, who's the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, the team that Cole Beasley is on while he's dropping rap songs about not getting vaccinated, literally has gone on talk radio during this offseason and said, like, he will cut a non-vaccinated player over a vaccinated player if they're just battling for a roster spot because it'll help his team achieve herd immunity and he'll be able to go back to in-person meetings and activities, which is pretty, pretty useful for NFL teams. Like, I think we'll be able to see a pretty stark contrast, at least in the beginning of the season, of teams that are able to have a lot of in-person and real activities and teams that are doing everything still on Zoom. I mean, do we know how many teams have reached that herd immunity level? Is there? Do we have those numbers yet? I mean, the NFL put out a statement like last week saying I think 85% of the league's been vaccinated. I can't believe that that's right, but maybe it's true. Maybe I they're pumping more... it up with staff too. Yeah, be I think possible. it's 85%, including like coaches, staff, mm-hmm. organization, which by the way, all staff in the NFL is vaccine mandated. Like mm. anyone who works on an NFL roster or works in an organization that isn't actively a player on the roster is mandated to have a vaccine if they're going to be in the building. 
Mm. So for that, in that aspect, the 85%, I think it also goes back to players who also only have one shot or counted in that. Mm. So it's really probably closer to like 60 maybe percent I, of players who are vaccinated. Right I now. can stay optimistic and say maybe it's maybe it's actually only... I'm going to hope... I'm going to stay optimistic and say I hope that the 85% is talking about <laughs> players. But I will understand if it's only one shot. And... You know, I don't want to get into the science, but I'm cool with one shot. You know, like it's, yes, you should, yeah. yes, go get your second, but like I'm cool counting you with one. You after two mm -hmm. weeks, you have enough immunity that I'm cool counting you with one shot. Yeah. Um. I mean, in terms of yeah. of uh, the different teams that have guys that they won't play, like there there was a report out of Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio, who was just saying like. Per a source, there's at least seven guys on one roster who are can't cut guys who are said that they will never ever get the vaccine, and that's just a reality that some teams are gonna have to deal with, and it definitely puts you in a situation where just like, how much longer are these guys gonna be on contract? Because your team is gonna be fully on Zoom for those foreseeable seasons, like everything you do is gonna be on Zoom, online, in video calls pretty much until those players get vaccinated. So for a lot of NFL coaches, a lot of NFL general managers who are still of the of an old school mindset who saw the NFL for 20, 30 years before COVID and know what it's like and would rather get back to that, it's gonna, gonna play a huge factor, not necessarily this season, but I think in upcoming seasons, as more guys decide not to get vaccinated or are already vaccinated, just gonna be like, hey, you know what? You can get out of here. We'll mm -hmm. cut you. We'll get the money off the books and you can just get on out of here. If somebody else wants you, they can have you. But I would rather have 53 guys in a meeting room being able to joke, laugh, go to dinner together, build a team camaraderie and compassion between each other instead of everyone just being on Zoom calls, putting up fake backgrounds behind each other, joking around like this is a fun time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I tried to look up there right there was I tried to find the herd immunity number, which I cannot find. Yeah. But quite frankly, if you're a GM and look, you can't force these guys to get the vaccine. I get it. Mm -hmm. If you have seven can't cut players who won't get the vaccine, every other player on your roster better be vaccinated. <laughs> every you, you, you got to start going to players. Be like, look, like we are going to have to cut you or trade you. We cannot afford to have another mm -hmm. non-vaccinated player. Like you will be gone if you do not get vaccinated. Yeah. And I think that's just the reality that every team needs to make out. Make it, make it, make it. If you are not a can't cut player, and we we will not we will not be counting you. We you will need to get vaccinated. Like we cannot yeah. afford to have more unvaccinated players than necessary. And obviously, once they have the herd immunity number, if you want to keep a guy, like okay, I get it. Obviously, they should get vaccinated, but they're not all doing it. Mm -hmm. Do we want to talk stadiums really quick? You mentioned stadiums earlier. I just want to quickly mention that that's yeah. going to definitely just be a decision by the states, each individual state. Yeah. And, you know, some states like Massachusetts and I was talking to my friend Maya from Texas. Texas are not doing so good with COVID right now, but a lot mm -hmm. of states are doing very well. Yeah. A lot of states, I was in Florida for a bit and it sounded like COVID was not an issue at all. Um, yeah. They seem to have a great handle on it down there. They're, they've got a great handle on it in a lot of, in a lot of states. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those, those, those states will have full stadiums and that's going to be an advantage having that energy there. Yeah. I... I don't think I think every NFL team is going to be welcoming in as many people as they can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're going to be trying to make as much money back as they can. That's the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to go to one positive before we move on from COVID? Sure. I just I do want to oh. say before we I assume, like last thing as we move on to COVID, 
I want to just send out a quick acknowledgement for, for John and myself of just how lucky and grateful we are to live in a place where we can get vaccinated, mm, awesome. where we are available to get vaccines because a lot of the rest of the world, like it, that's one of the parts of the NFL that I don't want to say too long on this, but guys who don't want to get vaccinated when they're literally like doctors and great grandparents and people all over the world who would kill for this vaccine right now mm -hmm. to be able to see their families and live somewhat of a safer life. It's, it hurts to say. So I'm just the fact that we are able to be vaccinated and that there's so many opportunities, like people are giving away vaccines in the countries that we live in. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of the world that can't get it. We see it with the Olympics right now with no fans. It's just to, I'm just so grateful to, to live in a place and be in an opportunity to be able to be vaccinated and kind of get back to somewhat of a normal life right now while the rest of the world can. I'm up in Denmark right now and they, they are doing a great job on their vaccines. They're doing a great job on, on, on keeping their COVID down. There's mm -hmm. a test center a block away from me. There's yeah. test centers. There is a test center within 10 minutes away from every other one. You cannot walk 10 minutes without finding another test center somewhere in Denmark. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are almost everywhere. Yeah. And there's always a line. There's always people getting tested because they don't have enough vaccines. Very few of my friends here have both shots. Most have only had gotten one or they aren't or none. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it is hard to get a vaccine here in Denmark. And Denmark is a first world country, very rich country, triple A economy and all that stuff. They're killing it. Yeah. They can't get enough vaccines. Like, it's mm -hmm. not just something that's only affecting like poor countries. It's there are first world like countries that are absolutely loaded denmark is denmark is an absolutely loaded country they have a lot of money mm -hmm. um or they have a really strong economy yeah. they don't have a lot of money because they're a small country but they have a amazing economy for their size and they still can't get enough vaccines mm -hmm. end of the day being able to get vaccinated is such a privilege and yeah. it's a blessing that we got it and absolutely. i just wanted to get end out on a positive note with uh this covid stuff because the seattle seahawks came out and said um, Pete Carroll came out and said that 90 out of 91 players on the team and their entire staff have been vaccinated. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Um, I, I remember there was a reason for the 91st person. I can't remember if it was like a positive or if it was a, he just won't get vaccinated. If one person isn't getting vaccinated, say lovey. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously like you'd love for them to get vaccinated, but again, like, yeah. If he's okay following the following the protocols, if he's okay doing all that, say lovey. Ninety out of ninety-one, you get to do all your activities, get to do all your everything. That's great, mm -hmm. and it's just great to see team like the Seahawks were the only team to not miss a single game last year due to COVID. They had no outbreak, yeah. they had no anything. Everything was on top for them, and it's great that they're all vaccinated. It's great what Russell Wilson has been doing, pushing for it. What Pete Carroll has been doing, pushing for it. I'm loving. I'm loving. It's it's awesome to hear stuff like this coming out from a team like the Seahawks, and I really hope we hear it from more teams that they're. They've got at least 85 players vaccinated, at least uh, at least 90% of their team is vaccinated, that all their staff is vaccinated, that they're ready to, you know, mm -hmm. to not have any outbreaks, to be in person, to be together, to be a family, because yeah. just being a family over Zoom isn't the same. Nope. Especially if an NFL team, it, it doesn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. All right. Done with COVID. Done right. with COVID. Done with COVID. Yeah. Let's talk about something awesome. Let's talk about something mm -hmm. awesome. Just to close out this episode, because you know what's awesome? You know what's awesome? What's awesome? Julio Jones. Definitely I love awesome. Titans. I love the Titans. I love the Titans. Uh, <laughs> Titans added Julio Jones. Have we talked about it yet? I don't know that we have. I don't even know if we've come out on the pod and talked about it yet. Julio Jones is a Tennessee Titan. 
pretty, pretty insane. Also, the trade for him, I'll go take a look. I think it was a second and it was a, a third. Second. It was a second. A second. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was just a second. And totally reasonable price for a very, I mean, he's 34. He's a 34-year-old receiver. He's still Julio Jones. He's still very, very good at football. Still very, very good at football. Still one of probably the five to ten best receivers in the game. I put him in that top five. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have a list in front of me. I'm so I I, I know how I get. Like, I, what was it? The um, what did like top players in the NBA and forgot to put LeBron or like Steph Curry that one time? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm not good at that stuff. Just immediately off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Still top five, top top five, top ten receiver in the league. In Julio Jones just got added to an offense that already featured AJ Brown, one of the best under twenty-five receivers in the league, and Derrick Henry, a top ten offense all to himself. Yeah. Alongside Brian Tannehill, who is just way, way better than you mm-hmm. think. He is a way better QB than you think. Like Yeah. I, he is a he is a needle mover. He is a needle mover to circle back to the Kirk Cousins did from he is he is a needle needle moving QB. There's a chance that this is gonna be the best offense in the league. Even though they, there's uh, the athletic is really concerned about how they lost Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator. But honestly, I feel like I could coach this offense. Yeah, this is not an offense that's going to need a lot of uh, creativity. Yeah, I don't think. I, you've you've got you've got two of the best receivers in the league alongside two thousand rushing two thousand yards yeah. of running back alongside Brian Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think anyone who knows the first thing about football could get a couple of good offensive plays. And, oh, no, it's third and 11. All right, everyone go deep. And, oh, Derrick Henry just broke through the broke through the line and got all the yards to himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, this team, I think one of the, the biggest parts about the Titans, I think at least four of their five, if not their full five, I'll have to go check, uh, their offensive line is back. And that's honestly one of the biggest parts of the NFL. We saw it in the Super Bowl last year, what happens to the Kansas City Chiefs when, when you're missing some of your key offensive linemen, you get absolutely destroyed. And so for a team like this who, who runs the ball so well, especially and protects Tannehill so well, to have all those guys coming back as a unit is going to be absolutely huge. Derrick Henry, like you mentioned, having him, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, those are like, we talk about the NFL having physically gifted athletes. Those guys are probably like all some of the most physically gifted guys at their positions in the league in general. Like they are three of the most strongest, fastest, just absolutely outrageous human beings you will ever see. And AJ AJ Brown had a quote the other day that I thought was just hilarious because with with Madden coming out in a couple of weeks, they've been dropping their all their 99 clubs and their top mm-hmm. ratings for every team and. It's just a funny thing on Instagram about how many players get caught up in the Madden rankings and Minka Fitzpatrick is pissed because he's only a seventh-ranked safety. A.J. Brown had a quote saying, uh, yeah, my dreams are bigger than a video game. I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Because, Brown. Because apparently there's like 20 wide receivers ranked ahead of A.J. Brown coming out in Madden, which honestly seems what? outrageous. Honestly okay. seems very, very weird. Okay. But for, for him to be asked about it and be like, yeah, I don't give a crap about a video game. My dreams are about actual football. It's just, it, it points to where this Houston, this Houston Texans, this Tennessee Titans team is going and the, the mentality that they carry forward. I think they have a real good shot to really go this year. Like you mentioned, uh, well, what's their odds on the Super Bowl this season? They're at plus 3,000 right now. Ooh, 30 to 1. I, 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 um, and that, that comes from, I believe CBS. It's, uh, mm-hmm. 
I do not have access to any uh, gambling sites here in Denmark. And, uh, you know, gambling is a problem. Don't go crazy, boys. But I'm definitely going to put a little bit of money on that. I, I'm not an, I'm not, I think I need, yeah, I'm not an, I'm not a college athlete anymore. I can gamble on sports. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, that's like, I, I just don't get how it's that low. There's a chance that this team could really just be the best offense in the league. And if their defense can be just average, that might mm-hmm. be enough. They've got a really physical defense coming back. They got in some new guys that I think are going to do a really good job or at least just be all right. Yeah. They just need to be all right. Mm-hmm. And, and this I, is the best. This, there's, there's like, look, I, I get it. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, best offense in the league. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that this team is going to be better. There's yeah. a very good chance that this team is going to be better. Derrick Henry is no, like, it's, You've Derek got two Henry. of the top receivers in the league and Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill is an amazing QB. I've said it, I, I said it a little while ago. I'm reiterating it because it just still doesn't make sense to me to say that all those teams are on the same – all those guys are on the same team, and then yeah. you look at a team like – I don't want to – I'm going to call out the Jets. You look at the Jets, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. How can one team be have this much skill, and then the Jets have Zach Wilson, who I like? Um, mm-hmm. Who just signed a contract? It looks like actually that that One of the is, last that was a mess. Signed. That was a mess. That was that was that was a mess and I, I and an embarrassment. Quite frankly, I I don't very weird, very no. embarrassing in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I this, took this, this long. Like this is just this mm-hmm. like if Vrabel wants a Mike Vrabel wants a tighter hold on the defense, which I don't love because I'm a big believer in coaches trusting their coordinators. That's a philosophy thing. Yeah. But this this team, especially because look at their division. Look at look at the look at the and look at ah AFC look at the South. AFC South. Thank you. You got the Colts. You got an 0-17 team in the Houston Texans. We can just put that out of the way. Oh my God! You got the Colts. <laughs> you got the Texans, and you got the Jaguars with their rookie QB. And look, like I love I I love the I love what Trevor Lawrence can be, mm-hmm. but he needs to beat. <laughs> He needs to beat Gardner Minshew for that starting spot. And Gardner Minshew isn't even taking number twos because he will not be number two. Um, Yeah. But this is just like with the Indiana Colts, with the the Colts missing Carson Wentz for five to 12 weeks, mm -hmm. this division is wide open. Yeah. This this Titans team is going to probably roll themselves into winning the division, being Mm -hmm. right there for for um home field advantage in the first round if not a buy in the first round yeah they need to go all the way i think they could go all the way if they just if a couple of things fall right like a, a 30 to 1 bet mm-hmm. that's that's just that's that's free real estate man <laughs> yeah the the afc is is definitely a big problem just because you got guys like patrick mahomes and, and kelsey in there and you got josh allen and stefan in there but when you look at it with the AFC, one of the things that, that causes a lot of teams a lot of problems is their divisional games. Like the, the Patriots, the Bills, and the Dolphins are all going to be playing each other a lot this year. The Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers all play each other a lot this year. It's, with Carson Wentz out, the AFC South consists of Trevor Lawrence that an improved Jags team. I think they will be very good for the Jaguars. 5-12 and 12 is going to be a fantastic season for them. <laughs> But this Houston Texans team, like I, I literally don't know who's gonna play for them next year. They had Anthony Miller, who they just traded for because they got left because Randall Cobb left. But like I, I don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. Don't know who's on the defense anymore. Like it's just it's gonna be a mess for them. And then the Indianapolis Colts. 
are a very good football team. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a real shot too. I thought they were, they were really going to challenge the Titans. But with, like you mentioned, with Carson Wentz missing what looks like at least the first half of the season right now, they're going to have to bring in a whole new quarterback. And I mean, look, Nick Foles looked juiced to go over there during the Chicago Bears presser. Also looked freaking huge in that press conference. Looks like he's in one of the best shapes of his life. But if they don't get a Nick Foles trade done or anything, they got good weapons. They have two good running backs. Their defense is talented, but they're not going to be able to go with a team like the Tennessee Titans who are going to be putting up like upwards of 35 points a game most likely. Mm-hmm. And then, like you mentioned, for the Titans, defensively is where I had the most questions about them. Now I'm here looking at a couple of the signings they made. I got a lot less questions. Like they, mm-hmm. have, they have made a lot more improvements than I thought they did. Danico Autry's on the defensive line now, but Dupree's in their linebacker core. They have Caleb Farley, the young corner out of West Virginia, mm-hmm. or West Virginia, out of Virginia Tech, who's a monster. This kid mm-hmm. is a savage. They have Janoris Jenkins, who's going to be mentoring him. A lot, of, a lot of great pieces on this defensive team. I'm definitely going to be looking at this Titans team to make a serious, serious run. They should be a, a very good football team this year. And that's going to be very exciting for me. I got family down there in Tennessee, down in Smash Vegas. Might have to go check down there if we can at some point next year. I'm go, there. I'm going to try to go see if I can catch a Titans game in the sometime. Maybe a playoff game even. Maybe a, a, a three-peat of them against the Ravens, a divisional game. I would, whoo, baby, That'd it would be, be awesome. an exciting time. But yeah, this this Tennessee Titans team looks poised to go, especially in this AFC South, where that should just be like free divisional games. Until Carson Wentz is back, this Colts team is going to give you problems defensively, but offensively they shouldn't really be up about much. So, and it's a I, I mean I don't want to sit there on the Carson Wentz thing because we don't know. I, it's it's still a very weird injury because it's an it's an NBA injury. I don't know if you. It's an NBA injury. He's out for five to twelve weeks. You you don't see that kind of timetable in the NFL. No. You never see like a like a four. What was that? Six weeks? Hold up. Seven weeks. You never see a seven week spread like that in the NFL. Seven eight week spread like that in the NFL. No. That's a long time for an NFL. That's a long difference in time for an NFL injury. Yeah. And foot injuries are always complicated. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. There's a chance that he comes back perfectly fine. There's a chance that he might just have to shut down this season honestly like like as sad yeah. as it is to say like you don't want to mess with messing up your foot you yeah. need to take all the time you can to make sure your foot gets healthy because you, you can't run without a foot like you can't your really feet, throw without a foot your feet are the base of your entire body and are what are going to help you when you do literally anything mm-hmm. you use your feet so i'm really hoping that carson wentz you know takes the time to get fully healthy and has a full recovery but mm-hmm. Honestly, he's gonna be out for a minute. He might yeah. come back slow. Like, there's this, this, this should be an easy division win for the for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, this like those those odds are way too low for a team that most likely is going to be winning their division. Like, this yeah. is a team that is definitely gonna win their division. They might even get like they. I don't know. I don't want to say they might get the bye. I don't have their schedule in front of me. Mm-hmm. But this should be at least. This yeah. should this should be a total like there should be a chance that this is a team that's gonna get a buy. Like why would you why would you have mm-hmm. the odds so low? But for sure. And and then let me just say this before we get out of here, because John did mention my Phoenix Suns bet. And and I'll be making a couple more NFL bets before the season starts, don't get me wrong, but I did put my first one out there last night. Just a little feeler. A little just make sure I got a Super Bowl bet going. I got the Browns and the Cardinals, baby. 
Two teams that I think are very poised to go. Made a lot of changes in this offseason. Brought in a lot of, shirt up a lot of things. And I think they're going to have good shots. Whenever I make the these long-distance bets, like, yes, a Bucks chiefs bet is the safest thing to do. But that's just boring. That's mm. not what I'm about. I take a look at the rosters. I see, mm. okay, I think this team's going to make a serious jump. I think they brought in a lot of pieces that are going to take them to a new level. Mm. And they got you got to have a lot of high-end, talented guys. Mm. Baker Mayfield... Been there, done that in college. Miles Garrett looks like the scariest human being on the planet every single time I see a video of him. Mm. For the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray is going to step up as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Mm. I might go put a bet on him winning the MVP right after we get out of this because he's going to be very, very good this year. J.J. Watt's coming in there. I know they have a little issue with Chandler Jones right now. Don't know if he's actually going to play on the team. Even if they trade him, I think they'll be able to go be fine without him. They got a really good squad over there. I'm really excited for what they're going to do. Those are my two uh, two sneaky bets for the Super Bowl right now. I like your sneaky bets, and I would give mine, but you are you just always do a much better job of these than I do. <laughs> All of my sneaky bets failed this past year. I am not the gambling aficionado, so I am not the one to go to. So maybe don't take my advice. Don't bet on the Titans. I haven't been good at this stuff yet. Um, Hey, I'll definitely put some money on the Titans winning the division after this one. I just I know that it wasn't available to me yesterday. I'm pretty sure that's because the sports books definitely saw Carson Wentz going out for, like you said, could mm -hmm. be half a week. I think that big range obviously doesn't mean like he could just miss the entire season. Like 12 weeks to me says like, okay, like maybe he's back after four weeks. He's ready to go in a couple weeks or he's not good for another 15 weeks. So, like, that's going to be weird. As soon as that Carson Wentz injury went down, I'm pretty sure the Titans betting went down because they have to readjust those odds. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a very interesting season in the AFC South. Uh, hey, the Jaguars might finish second in that division if Carson Wentz doesn't play this season. Mm -hmm. And that's no that's no slouch to the Colts and their talented defense. Mm -hmm. That's just I think the Jaguars made a lot of improvements. I'm really excited. I cannot wait for football season, man. I cannot wait oh, for football season. NFL is back, baby. Let's go! And what better way to... That's a great way to end the episode. Nice little let's go. I, can we make that a snippet? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. This has been uh, the Ball Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please keep liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Uh, you, um, follow us on Instagram at Ball Talk Official. Any way you can support us always helps. You know, We're always just looking to... Get a little more, you know, tell your friend, tell your friend's friend, tell your mom, tell your dad, let the family know. Until yeah. next time, thank you for tuning into Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. 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 Baby.